What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Fire Talk here with the It's Lit Reviews team. I'm Jake, joined by Adam, Aaron, Matt, and welcoming back this week after a three-week hiatus, Cole. He has joined us. He hey, is guys. feeling better. Been three How weeks already. Been three, been three weeks. Hope it's an SOB, man. Didn't Time flies like when you're having fun. Or in Cole's <laughs> case, not having fun. <laughs> there was no fun. No fun. <laughs> Zero, Zero fun, fun, sir. Yeah. Jinx. You guys are losers. <laughs> But you know who's not a loser? Sam Wilson. Wilson. You. Sam Wilson is not a loser. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, oh, my gosh. Sam Wilson this week. transition. Nope. Sam Wilson this week made me believe in him. And I was very happy with his whole storyline this episode for Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I was very happy with the direction he started going. Eh, he's going the right direction, but there's still more that needs to happen. Well, I mean, yeah, they left it on the biggest cliffhanger of the season so far. Easily. What? It's in the I box. It took, it took too long to get here. <laughs> I mean, it's definitely his super suit. Like, right. <laughs> yeah, of course. 100%. Yes. It's not wings. I think we're supposed to no. think it's replacement wings. It's definitely Captain No, America it's definitely suit. like a cap suit, but I'm wondering what kind of enhancements it's going to have to give him like super soldier well, I mean, I think powers. Is, I think it is still going to have wings. I think like so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's going to have some Falcon resemblance. <laughs> it's a cross between Captain America. He's going to be Captain Falcon. Iron Man. Captain Iron Falcon. That's a terrible name for a superhero. <laughs> <laughs> but you're probably right. <laughs> I mean, oh I mean, so like Cap's gone. Iron Man's gone. Falcon's gone because the wings are gone. So put them all together. I mean, the yeah. wings are literally just a machine. It's not like you can't build them again. Like he literally True. told yeah. the guy, hey, fix I think the like, wings are coming <laughs> back next week with his buddy that he's like you know the guy that i forget his name but he's he's the one that is always calling him and stuff i think he comes back because sam told him to keep the wings mm-hmm. i see i wouldn't be surprised if the wakandans were already like wait you want us to build wings but like we have way better technology than this and, and right bucky's and just the fact like that trust bucky's me it has sentimental value to him <laughs> <laughs> so what what was your favorite part from this week's episode then uh, i'm getting mixed reactions from the group what what do we like this week uh, Julia Louis Dreyfus's cameo. <laughs> I thought that was her. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she looked fierce. Yeah, she's gonna and be the, like her whole be an amazing villain. I can already feel mm-hmm. it. Like, <laughs> although I, I, I love when she's she gets villain. to play somebody sassy instead of stupid. Like she doesn't have to play ditzy. I love when she gets to play a power role. I think yeah. she's also playing a pawn though for the broker. I mm. think that's who she really is. You don't think yeah, she I, is the broker? No. I mean, I, I think, think they're, I think they're going a like Nick Fury esque route with her, where Ooh. she's pulling the strings. But for like a bad guy squad. Yeah. For Hydra, because they're probably because I mean she's recruiting evil Captain America, so obviously she's recruiting a team. He's right. not evil. I, I. No, he's straight up evil. No. No, I'm calling him snapped. Is what snapped. it is. He's snapped. He's, oh, so he's just misunderstood. I mean, you can call him whatever he's you want. No. Rent oh, he's, he's crazy. Low rent. He's low rent Captain America. <laughs> the man lost his marbles is what happened. Well, I mean, he, he, he's having a complete he amplified the, the, everything about him, which he wasn't that Including great Including his mental with. breakdown. <laughs> yes. Like, yeah, there was... I felt like he was on the verge of that before he took the super serum. He was not doing well before well, I that. Think, and... I think losing his best friend while the super soldier stuff was still like fresh in his veins yeah. was not good. Mm-hmm. Correct. Less than well, ideal. And then getting stripped of everything that he'd ever had. And, you made me. 
Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 buddy. You made yourself when you took serum. You had a choice. Mm -hmm. You chose to do it. Which also just exemplifies how great of a moral character Steve Rogers was and the fact that he watched Bucky die and still didn't like that was his Mm -hmm. only family left too. Like he had no ticking. I mean yeah he didn't though. Mm -hmm. He didn't, but he thought he he didn't know that at the time. Right. Yes. Uh, but it does, it goes to show how unique of a character Cap was like the entire time he was Cap. So True. Uh, that pointed out two of the interesting, my fa- two of my favorite moments came courtesy of the internet uh, because the internet is undefeated in all things. Uh, and the so first- far. The undefeated, first, what do we call the internet undefeated? I mean, I it's know. also, <laughs> it's, it's simultaneously undefeated and defeated all at the same time. It's, it's Schrodinger's, Schrodinger's cat. Schrodinger's cat. <laughs> Just depends on which side of the box you're looking at. Schrodinger's through. internet. Schrodinger's internet. So your points were? Welcome to Fire Talk. This is a, a psychological uh, so podcast. What you're saying is that what's in the box is a cat. <laughs> no, it's a taco. God, I hate you guys. Nyan cat, Nyan cat. It's a loving kind of hate, though. Or uh, anyway, so your two favorite parts, My two Jake. favorite parts were, the first I saw oh. I saw a comparison between that I hadn't know, I hadn't picked up on up to this point. Uh, whenever Cap uh, Steve Rogers introduced himself to anybody as Captain America, it was always introducing himself as Steve Rogers. Where hi, I'm Steve. Yep, hi, I'm Steve. Mm-hmm. Steve Rogers, like however he introduced himself, and then it, the Walker was always John Walker, Captain America, or just hi, I'm Captain America. And I was like, oh, that's a cool little thing I didn't <laughs> didn't realize. So mm-hmm. I thought that was really interesting. Threw his whole Evil identity play. into that. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the second piece was more specific to this episode. And that was, uh, it wasn't my favorite moment had the internet not picked it out to me, but because they did Bucky, when he wakes up at Sam's house, it's the first time he, we don't see him like in all the Marvel series. And every time we've seen mm-hmm. him wake up, it's always like mm-hmm. dead of sleep. And he wakes up as a nightmare. And this time he floor. woke up. Yep. And he's like, oh, this time he's on a couch and he gets woken up by like kids there and he's like almost you can see like the shock in his face that he's like whoa it's mm-hmm. not the middle of the night like mm-hmm. i actually slept <laughs> mm-hmm. and then the kids also- reacting to him saying hey and like them they're like oh put it back a shit was also um, great and he and he chuckled at that to himself so i thought that was a cool little scene i really enjoyed the sort of like buddy development between the two of them this week with him and I like that they, they, they kind of use that for a comic relief a little bit with the heaviness of last week's episode when they're fixing up the boat and little mm-hmm. things like he's throwing his whole weight behind something and Bucky's like, here, I'll just hold it. <laughs> or like, <laughs> you know, just little things like that. When he's pulling out all the nails, he just rips up the tin piece real quick. Like, I just enjoyed that. And you you kind of get to see that side of Bucky that he left behind him in like in the 40s or mm-hmm. whatever. When he like when he was like, that's how he would have re- like been chilling with Cap doing stuff you know helping fix you know that was just the kind of person he was before all of this and so it was kind of nice to see you know in his line of work or whatever you don't really see him doing that even when he's trying to make his amends list you don't see that side of him is still there and it was kind of cool to see this like handyman Mm -hmm. you know yeah um, I do like how they use it for the development although it does speak to Matt's point from last week of this episode did very little to actually uh, advance the main plot of the, of the series. And it's one of those episodes, like if they wanted to make this show into a movie, all of that probably would have gotten like condensed into like a, a even smaller montage and been done with. Fair, but also I think it's important to see that like, I don't think that um, 
Oh my God, why did I just blank on his name? The Falcon. Sam, I don't think Sam could have continued to try and just, I mean, they're kind of at a standstill anyway with their plans. Yep. I don't think he could continue just going on, leaving all the drama at home, especially now that he knows Carly, knows where his sister lives. Mm-hmm. So I think it was important that you see him go back. You see him be like, well, I can't do anything on my game plan right now. I have to go rather than just like sitting and waiting or, you know, still doing recon, getting in the way. He, you know, it's another one of those morality choices. Like he chose to go back home and deal with this thing with his sister. And, you know, if they're deciding to sell the boat, how do we fix it up? And mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I do. I do think that was important. It might've gotten condensed, but I still think like the main like issue of it and like the little like at least some of those little scenes would have still made it through because it is important to see that he's not only driven by his uh pursuit of like justice or whatever like he's not only driven by that which i think is part of the problem with captain america we haven't seen him reference his wife once they went to the hearing together he walked out without her and like that's not the loving like or sort of the setup we saw in the locker room when he was first introduced and they were like this loving couple and she was there to give him the amp up and they've been together forever he hasn't given a shit about her since that episode and clearly doesn't now so uh my other favorite part was the cut the end cut scene because i think it speaks to some scary shit coming up and i dig it mm-hmm. wait a second there's a cut scene that i missed and i looked for it and still didn't see it yeah you yep. didn't see the credit scene Oh, I didn't see it either. Man, so there's you a guys credit are sl- scene. I looked, I, I looked for one. What are you, Marvel newbies? They <laughs> haven't put I, a no, single no. cut scene in so far. So why would I watch one for this one? And I, I even did looked like two episodes of WandaVision. Yeah, and I even looked for it because they of that. Did. I even looked for it and didn't see it. Yep. It's there. What was it, it like 10 seconds? Shit. Uh, maybe a little bit longer. Do you want me to? I'm just going to do you want me to tell you what it is. Yeah, go yes. for it. It's basically Cap losing his shit in like a in his like garage or something and he's building himself a captain america shield out of oh, his medal of honor medals like oh. he has full-blown snapped is making himself a homemade shield to go likely so to your point that this is not evil captain america are we I talking about low rank captain or is <laughs> yeah, this low actually low yeah. captain okay I'm i just want to make sure that they're a captain no. I'm yeah. actually convinced. When you say cap, I think of the actual Sorry. Captain America. So. Stripped, stripped captain. No, low rent Captain America. I'm actually convinced that Steve Rogers is dead at this point, actually. Yeah. Because but literally, like, he's like, he's soldering on his, because the Medal of Honors are stars. So he's soldering on the stars of his Medal of Honors onto this makeshift, you know, nightmare Captain America yeah. shield that he's building in his garage. Reminds me of like a bizarro Superman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bizarre, there's nothing Captain good America. that's gonna come from this is i think exactly what i said out loud to my empty living room as i was watching <laughs> it like there's nothing good will come of this matt cole uh, cole let's hear from you you uh, haven't heard from you in three weeks yeah i would say my uh my favorite scene which i think was about two episodes too late because i felt like it needed to be dealt with earlier but is when he goes back to uh uh in baltimore and sees isaiah mm-hmm. and they have their whole like he hears the whole story of what it what you know of Isaiah and everything, and and then it puts it kind of like puts this idea in his head of should I be captain? Am I supposed to be captain? And like to me, I felt like that that whole decision or that whole process that Sam's got to come to come to grips with, I felt like it shouldn't. I mean, the sad thing is, is you know how many episodes are in this season because we have IMDb and we can see it all. Mm-hmm. If I didn't know, I think I probably wouldn't have this like frustration with it, but. 
my frustration is, is I feel like that this decision is so big that I think it deserves more than one episode. And, um, and that was, I, mean, I, I thought that the conversation between him and Isaiah was awesome. And I think it was a good conversation to have specifically in the show and in life in general. But at the same time, I felt it should have happened two episodes ago. So that Sam could have been uh, dealing with that tension and, and then how that tension builds into the story itself. I think they missed an opportunity with that. But yeah, no, I can agree with you there. He, Sam Graf wrestled with it for a very short amount of time before kind of making up his mind. But yeah. I do, to your point, I like what they, they, the two conflicting opinions that they show here on like the same issue from yep. the same race too. Like you have two black guys that are arguing about like, why should I give a damn about the system that's done this to me? And like, why should anybody mm -hmm. that like is with me care about the system and try to make change? And Sam's like, I'm trying to change it from the front. Like I'm trying to be the person mm -hmm. that makes the change. And he's like, sure, you can try, but they're never going to let you. It, it's yeah. a very interesting uh -huh. dynamic and problem mm -hmm. to be solving. And this gets to what is still my biggest issue with this show. And that is that this plot line we're talking about right now should be the driving force of this show. And it's being yep. treated as a side plot. Yeah. Uh, mm. Like this show should be focused on Sam and Bucky getting over the loss of Steve and Sam figuring out what it means to carry on the legacy of Captain America and carry on the legacy of Steve. Uh, and they're treating all of that like it's secondary to this stuff that we don't really care about. <laughs> like, I I can see that them doing that though with the second season now that there's there's a lot of speculation going on, on the internet that there's going to be around this show. Frankly, I want it now though. Like I don't care about any of the other stuff yeah. going on. This stuff is what's interesting. Th like right. this this focus on like how does Sam become a Black Captain America? Uh, what does Steve Rogers' legacy mean? Like that's that's where this show gets mm -hmm. good and and anytime they drift away from that i'm i'm just like why 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 are we going why? away from the the stuff that's good like i feel like if the super soldiers were important because you need to have a threat but i could have done without low budget low budget captain america like it could have just been <laughs> like hey he turned in the shield and we have no one what are the consequences of us having no one versus like here's this i mean also casting choices like it's same kind of thing that they talk about in that moment with the in the you know blonde hair blue eyes strapping young you know white guy like that's that's the face of america that they're still looking for all these years later kind of thing so like that also brings up the race issue but i feel like it puts the wrong part of it forward and but like doesn't... could have just not had to deal with any of his like i honestly i depending on where his story ends up like if he's gonna grow into some kind of supervillain, then I'm, you know, a little more here for it. But I could have done without that at all, and mm -hmm. just had it be focused on this, like and, and, Sam's journey to becoming captain, without that side story. And that's that's the frustrating part of it is I feel like they've spent more time on that storyline of the well, the low rent Captain America than what to me, I mean, this show is called Falcon and Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier. It's not called. Uh, new Captain America that's exactly like the old Captain and looks just like him. Um, and, and I feel like they spent, crazy. Yeah, right. I feel like they spent <laughs> so much time on Walker and I'm like, I feel, I, I don't know. I just feel like we spent too much time on Walker and not enough time on Falcon and Winter Soldier. I mean, I understand they've got their like secondary storylines that, the, that they're doing with the, uh, um, with the, oh, with whatever the, people are called that are beating stuff up. I don't remember. What Super, soldiers. Super soldiers. No, the um, flag smashers, the flag smashers. Like, I don't even, I don't, I know that, that you need a, 
you need a bad guy like the Flag Smashers to move like a Marvel storyline forward. But at the same time, I feel like there's enough enough here with the Walker storyline and the storyline of uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier that we could have, I don't know. I I feel like they're becoming the secondary of, story. Flag I kind of Smashers agree with you. Primary. I kind of agree with you. Like if you're, they were going to do this storyline with John Walker and this second Captain America, why not keep that as the focus? Like if you're going to make him into a villain, why not have him be like the villain of this show? And why do we need this secondary antagonist who is really kind of taking things over and getting way more focus? Uh, I also, I think I said this last week, uh, but I'll say it again. I think a lot of the reason I'm not so enthused about this show is that it followed up from WandaVision. I think mm-hmm. if the show had yeah. come first, I would have been a lot more intrigued by it. Uh, mm-hmm. But the fact that like WandaVision was so character driven, so focused on like Wanda, how these characters are dealing with the aftermath of everything they've been through. Yeah. It made me want mm-hmm. that from this show too. And I'm not getting that as much from this show. See, I think though, at that point, <clears throat> we've seen a lot from, we've seen a lot of Bucky dealing with that, to be honest. Like we've seen a lot more of his character mm-hmm. dealing with stuff than Sam. Um, I think, I honestly think Sam had to make the choice to become Captain America before he can start dealing with all the things that you're talking about, Matt, of like trying to figure out what it means and what Steve's legacy means. Whether they do that in this season or not, like I think he had to make that choice and that's what they're leading to here. Obviously in the next, in the season finale here is that he's going to make the choice to be the next Captain America, sure. whether the government's going to let him or not. Um, and so he's I think- He's got the shield. Nobody yep, owns he's it. got the shield. He's going <laughs> to have, he's going to have the suit to go with it. Yeah, I mean, that's what uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus said this episode. The government doesn't own that shield. That's true. It is private property, isn't it? Um, and it was given to, Yeah, and it was given to to Falcon, or to Sam by Steve. Yeah, I don't know what the uh, actual uh, legality of any of that would be. But uh, either way, uh, it, yeah, I'm excited for it next week. I think it's going to be... I, I liked the dark turn that we saw from um, Sharon Carter. We got to see a little bit more of her bad side. You mean the we... power broker? Oh, for sure. <laughs> I'm even more certain of that now. The fact who who asked it was Julia if it was Julia Dreyfus. That was me. <clears throat> yeah, no way. No, I'm convinced Carter. it's Sharon Carter. Hundred percent Sharon Carter. As soon as I, I saw the subtitles telling me there was Bat Rock or how to say on the other end of that phone yelling at her. I was like, oh, damn it. (laughs) And I'm going to give Marvel credit for this because most of the time they like your comic book characters are over the top, like silly. Mm -hmm. But Troc is one of those. (laughs) (laughs) Like, especially in the comics, if you've watched anything animated with him, he is like the Troc the Leaper. Like he has these prosthetic things that he puts on his legs and they make him like jump really far and kick really hard. Like that's his thing. And they've turned him into kind of an actual French like badass assassin mm-hmm. uh, throughout the throughout the Captain America movies and then now. So like it's he, <laughs> I'll give them kudos there. Very well done. And I also give the kudos to I don't know who the actor is who plays John Walker. Kudos to him though too because he's uh, doing like a Joffrey esque role and the fact that he's playing crazy and mm-hmm. bad so much that like we That's hate him Goldie, for it. Is Goldie yeah, Hawn's Goldie Hawn son. and Kurt Russell's son. Yeah. Oh you no! See shit. that jawline? Yeah. That jawline is Kurt Russell, man. I was wondering why he looks so familiar, but I could not figure it out. Yeah, I can't remember he looks his very name. Different with the beard too. I can't remember Wyatt Russell. I think is his name. Uh... Yeah, I said so. Cole, you were maybe when you have a chance to listen back, but like I've been, I've been talking about as much as I 
don't know how much I love the overall storyline. His acting mm-hmm. has just been. Oh yeah, he's doing a like, great job with the character. Like regardless of how I feel about the plot itself, he's right. He's doing really. He's well. making such like oh, yeah. small but significant <laughs> choices. Right, <laughs> like I hate him, but he's mm-hmm. he's making me hate him. <laughs> well, it's it's exact that like I said, it's exactly like Joffrey and that actor. Uh, you 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 can't play. A likable villain if like you're really likable as a villain everybody's like oh I like they're i like them they're like a cool character to keep around you're not doing a good job as a villain for the most part and Almost like you want is- you want your villain well most of the time you want your villain to be hated <laughs> right and you want them <laughs> yeah. to be like so hated that like you want them to fail and then they keep coming back and you're like, but damn it come back like you're not we're not done beating your ass yet kind of thing uh and that's yeah. exactly like how anytime joffrey got like slapped in that show i was like yes finally like <laughs> But I digress. So anyway, oh, yeah. that, those are my two shout outs. Adam, what did you like from this week's episode? Uh, I like that we continue to hate the, <laughs> the cap more. Low rent cap. Low rent <laughs> cap. But like you guys were talking about the, the post credit scene and I didn't watch it. So I read a little bit about it and it appears that it's following the comics pretty, pretty much to a T with the Walker story. Yeah. I haven't mm. read this comic book story, so I don't know. For so sure. the, the comic book story on that is that he, the shield that he's currently building is called the U is for the U S agent, oh. which mm. it's now to be seen whether he is just a conflicted super soldier or if he becomes villain. Right. I think they're going to turn him into a villain to not have us fight aliens for a little bit. Yeah. This I mean, just goes to show that Marvel is like threat. 10 years ahead of everybody in terms of their content development. Like they're like, they're thinking about storylines that they can go into in like five years that, and setting up things mm-hmm. that they, they're like, if we do something with it, that's great. If not, then mm-hmm. nobody's going to ever care. I mean, we do still have secret invasion coming up, so we're going to be fighting aliens. Don't worry. But oh, <laughs> yeah. I, yes, that's true. That is confirmed. <laughs> and I'm kind of excited for it to be a TV show, although I'm, interested in how the, if and how they're going to have any of the major players be involved in the secret invasion if it's a tv show so I mean, um yeah i'm very uh on the fence about, i like the secret invasion storyline love the comic series interested to see how they do it for tv although i think a tv is a better fit than trying to fit it into a movie for sure a lot of complicated moving pieces in secret invasion anywho unlike you know Endgame. There were no complicated movies. <laughs> well, they had 10 years to set that up. So unless they're setting That's up this TV movie. show over 10 years, then uh, I don't think that we can have those kind of movie pieces. We're going to be 80 years old and still watching Marvel movies, dudes. Like, just buckle up. Avengers. Fingers like, crossed. I mean, that's five. not far off for me. So, I mean, Fingers five. crossed. What else have we been watching this week? I actually have something new that I watched. Go for it. Okay. I watched something In new between- for me. Yeah, it was new for me. Yeah, it wasn't new. I don't think in general. Um, oh. I can do some. I can, let me do some quick research, and I can find out for sure. Uh, tell us what it is. So While it's you're the researching. show. Okay. It was the show. So Bailey finished watching uh, "How I Met Your Mother" for like the twelfth time. Uh, <laughs> this past, uh, actually, it was just last night. Actually, she finished the last episode again. Which, cold to your point, just made me realize how much the ending sucks again. The only thing I like oh, about the ending horrible. is that he grabs the blue French horn. Like that is the only part. You know of what I love about the ending? It ends. that's cool. Uh, <laughs> no, but it does. It's 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 so it makes so much sense. Like he could have ended the story when she got sick, and he's like, "And that kids is how I met your mother." Roll credits. Done shows perfect but no he took it too he took it too far writers took it too far anyway the show that i got introduced to because of the that show ending and it just played automatically uh was life in pieces uh 
it's a sitcom. I don't know if anybody's seen it. Anybody? Mm-mm. So it has a, a unique. So. It's got it had three seasons. It's done now, to my knowledge. Um, yep. Last se- last episode ran on June twenty seventh, twenty nineteen, and the show follows four different families of like one big family. So like you have all these adults with their own fa- with their own things so going modern on. Family, gotcha. Uh, yes, similar, <laughs> similar, but not quite it's much oh, more focused on the funny that. and less on the interaction between them um, colin hanks is in that yes he is oh, i love colin hanks um and so the show is actuated with him every episode no. of the show is broken into four smaller episodes where they have just mini stories for each of the families which may or may not relate to or involve any of the other families which is why i say it's not so much modern family because like in modern family they're the all show and i wanted to see all the time it. It's very funny. Um, there's different family units that relate to everybody. The parents are hilarious. Each family has their own different, like, it's very similar to like any kind of sitcom setup. They all have like their own unique mannerisms that make them funny mm-hmm. in the group inter- in the group settings and in their own individual interactions. Bailey and I are, are having like the most fun laughing at Colin Hanks and his wife's character because they literally in the show just had a baby, like the first episode. And now oh. they're going through everything we've gone through the past seven and a half months. And mm-hmm. it's and like, it, we're just dying. Like we're rolling. It's very much situational comedy and it's all hilarious. Um, if you're, it's very mindless. Like you don't have to pay a whole lot of attention. You have to pay attention to get some of the comedy, but you don't have, it's not something that you're going to be like trying to follow the intricate storylines or anything like that. We haven't got a whole lot from episode to episode that really ties in. There's tiny pieces like extra characters that come in that you need to pay attention to but very funny worth watching um it's on hulu for anybody interested cool i have to watch that um for me i uh just some of you guys, i mean i know all of you guys know this but some of the people that listen to the podcast might not know yeah cool you have three work. weeks now i expect a lot of here <laughs> i mean i i watch scrubs uh, i've watched how i met your mother i'm only halfway through again and I'm ready for the disappointment. Um, <laughs> See, this is what I don't get. If you guys hate the ending so much, why do you keep suffering through it? Uh, because I usually just so pause it. Yeah. You can talk about how bad it is all you want, but you guys keep watching it. That's all I'm saying. I'm only I shit all over Game of Thrones. I have not watched an episode of Game of Thrones. I would say it's not Game of Thrones bad. It's just bad. Okay. Okay. So the thing is, though, is it's sitcom and sitcoms don't all like, I know there's a whole storyline of how I met your mother but there's so many other little things mm-hmm. that are funny. Like I just finished the Ducky Tie episode and the whole like, you know, shin, Shinjitsu at the Hibachi <laughs> thing. And I love that episode. It's yes. so good. And so like- I like the Butum episode. Subplots. Sub but I'm- So, oh yeah. But, um, yeah, so I, I've been doing that. Uh, a lot of scrubs, a lot of How I Met Your Mother, uh, Big Bang Theory, but that's not what I want to talk about because everyone's seen those. Um, so this show is on HBO. Um, for those of you who don't know, I work in a church. So just to preface what I'm about to say, there's a show that was com- that came out back in 2019 called Righteous Gemstones. Righteous mm-hmm. Gemstones. It is, mm-hmm. it is, it follows a world-famous televangelist family with a long tradition of deviance, greed, and charitable work. And so like, I'm like, I just, I have to see it. I have to see how it's portrayed. I mean, it's, it's created by Danny McBride. He's in it. Yeah. And he wrote a bunch of it. And so like, I, I want to see how the, ch- the church, quote unquote, is, uh, especially from a televangelist standpoint, like yeah. I work in a church <laughs> and we're nowhere near a televangelist standpoint. We have like 300 people. 
So like right. nowhere near like thirty. This seems like it'd be stuff. funny. It's it's very much like the Joel Olstein's the seven hundred yeah. club, right? Um, and it's got funny parts. It's definitely got some uh, very serious parts, but at the same time, it's just completely ridiculous. Um, but it it is also like so someone that has worked in the church world, it's not completely off. Like mm. yes, it they're ridiculous things that are happening, but like the way the characters are dealing with the real life stuff that we all deal with, even though they work at a church and all that, but like dealing with greed and, you know, being charitable and dealing with greed, it goes hand in hand. Like mm-hmm. I've worked at a church long enough to know that we've seen enough stories on the, on the internet and on the mm-hmm. news and stuff. And so like at the same time as I watch it and go, this is completely ridiculous and completely blown out of proportion. If, if in, in the show, it says they make a million dollars a week at their church Jesus. i've never worked at a church that gets that much in donations per week but if if this is like a second generation coming into a church and they've lived in this basically lap of luxury based on what you'll see in the show mm-hmm. um i can totally see where these kids have to- like john goodman's the main is the main uh gemstone the main eli I love gemstone. john goodman he's so mm-hmm. good and um and so like like the reason him and his wife started the whole thing was legitimate church stuff, but then the making a million dollars a week and having all this money and all the different things that can come in and mess with all of all of that. It's 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 realistic, but at the same time over the top. And so um, there are a couple of times where I, I was a little bored with it. It's a little slow, but all in all, I'm like three quarters of the way through the first season and season two isn't out yet. And I don't see when it's coming out. I know that it got re, uh, re-upped, but. Yeah, but everything got pushed back. Yeah. Nice. So. Well, thank you, I Cole. I've been like... waiting for someone to refer me to that. Cause it's been on my, li- I also love John Goodman. I wanted to watch it because he yeah. was in it, but I was waiting mm-hmm. for someone I know to tell me. I mean, me it's got Danny McBride in it and Adam Devine and they're both hilarious. Oh, I love so... both. Yeah. I mean, Adam Devine, I don't, haven't watched a lot of Danny McBride. I'm not going to lie. Adam Devine, I think, is funny. Adam too. Devine remind like every time I see him, I just know he's gonna do something stupid and hilarious. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, it's, it's just the character, character he's grown into. He, he like, I'm like, you're gonna do show. something dumb, like, and yeah. I'm gonna love it. Yeah. Every minute. <laughs> oh, also, don't watch it with your kids. <laughs> Disclaimer: There is nudity in it, and it's uh, both uh, HBO and what? male. Yeah. Yeah, HBO female has a uh, yeah. has a. Uh, over yeah. affinity for that that's for sure you know what they yeah. say it's not porn it's hbo <laughs> i will say there is uh one scene and it's just full frontal man penis and it's Dicks. the whole camera like it's not just this thing over here in the corner it's, it's well i'm front and center right there <laughs> From my matt, what, were, matt what were you saying about not porn <laughs> <laughs> For all my friends that listen to this from church, I'm just telling you what I saw. <laughs> I know there's a couple just of you out there. reporting the facts. Bearing witness, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you to go drop everything and watch it, but it is definitely funny and entertaining. And at the same time, if you go to church, you're in the church, you've been involved with the church, you know about the church, you'll have some relatable moments. Very cool. Yeah. What else we got this week? Anything good? I haven't been watching anything new. I went to start, I thought about starting season three of Handmaid's Tale, and then I realized that I couldn't remember a whole lot 
direct from my memory of what happened in season two just because they took forever to release season three so long they took like two years started you only got like a week and a half before season four yeah i think they shot both these seasons together for whatever reason um or i'm not sure if they were able to fully finish i don't know i don't know what the deal is all i know is that i couldn't remember much of season two so i started rewatching. Um, and I've gotten about four, like three and a half, four episodes into that. And there's a lot, I remember a few things, but I didn't remember as much. So I'm glad I'm doing the rewatch to know what I'm walking into. That is single-handedly um, one of the darkest shows I've ever seen in my life. Yes. So I'm currently in the part where she's out of Gilead and she's trying to Spoilers. navigate her. Dude. <laughs> it's season two. That doesn't even count. Two yet. <laughs> um, She's out of Gilead and they're trying to figure out if they can smuggle her across the border. Um, and she's pregnant with the alleged child of, you know, the person she, whose house she was living in. Um, um, but was, it's and, not and, his. It was the... Right, it's the chauffeur. Security guard, yeah. Um, and so, and the, and the wife knows, but I don't know that uh, Fred does yet. Um, but I'm just sitting here and I'm thinking about, like, she was in the, at the Boston Globe where the newspaper was, just kind of indefinitely waiting there. And every time a car shows up, she just has to trust it and get in it. Like that could just as easily be the bad guys as it is the good guys. Like, Mm -hmm. and so I was texting Matt earlier and I was like, this is crazy how like she's in a complete, for these first whole three episodes when you watch them back to back like this, like she's in a complete state of just like, there, it's completely unknown. Literally any second, Mm -hmm. yeah, any decision Mm -hmm. could be your last one. You never know when the road's going to stop. You never know who's opening that door. Like, you know, you don't know if you're going to get over the bridge. And she's currently, I got the part where she's like waiting in the bread maker's house and they haven't returned from church. Um, mm-hmm. But the part where like, where if, he had, if he had just driven away, she would just be in that building with all the signs they took down. No one would know where she is because none of these people know each other to protect the network. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, when the one guy comes to pick her up, she, he's, she's like, is Nick coming? He's like, who's Nick? Like, none of the people know who the other people are. So Nick wouldn't be able to find her. She'd just be pregnant alone in a building full of signs somewhere in Massachusetts. Like, I don't know. It was just, it's really the unsure, like the unsurety of it is really messing with me a little bit this time around. Apart from the other scary shit, don't get me wrong. It's all very terrifying. Um, and I, I think I caught it last time, but I didn't really register when she's at the Globe and she's going through all the back issues where she's actually tracing back how this whole movement started on the bulletin board. She's figuring out oh, like she has a line where she says, you guys were always there. We just, no one really noticed, but you can kind of see like, here's where they started taking away rights. And here's where they started quietly to militarize. And here's where they quietly did this. And she's tra- tracing all these like articles that she's having to find on deeper pages of the news because they weren't front page news, mm-hmm. but they were all these quiet things that were actually leading to this huge overthrow. Um, yep. Which it, is terrifying. It reminds, uh, <laughs> me, of, it reminds me of like... <laughs> One of the best lines in one of the worst movies ever, uh, at least in one of the worst prequels ever. And it's Natalie Portman when she's delivering it in the Senate to, uh, I don't know who she's talking to, Jar Jar maybe. I don't know who she's talking Mm. to at that point, but she's like, oh, so this is how democracy dies to thunderous applause. Like nobody realizes it's happening until it's gone. And then Mm -hmm. it it is, it's a very, it's a very good line in otherwise terrible prequel series. Sorry, Ron, it's the truth. Ron would fight you on that. Yeah, I know he would. I, he posted yeah. he shared an article on facebook uh, this weekend that was talking about how the the prequels yeah, are actually I some of the best it. stuff i was like no you're I crazy saw i scrolled <laughs> sweet misguided boy next <laughs> <laughs> 
Matt, anything so new this week? that's what I did. Um, I watched some more episodes of Them on Amazon Prime. Uh, still oh, a... Just, Go ahead. Actually, just for the record, I watched the first episode and was so uncomfortable I had to stop watching it, guys. And like, not like... It just gets worse. Malo- well, that's how I felt watching The Office. Was so... I, like, I, like, I was physically second. anxious in my house. We need to address the fact that Jake just said... That's how I felt watching The Office. I'm serious, man. His humor and like the cringeworthiness. I just felt oh. so uncomfortable watching Michael interact with everybody. I was like, this is uh, rough. I had a similar, Anyways, I'm not going to lie, Jake. That's why I've had a trouble with that, that show too. But yeah, like the racism was so intense and the just the full-blown like psychological terror they're putting on these people. And then also <laughs> the horror aspect that Matt was talking about. I wasn't the supernatural side. It- yeah, I heard the supernatural. I was not expecting it to be so extreme. I haven't gotten scared from a scary movie in a very long time. I, I had to turn it off. Had to watch something else. Couldn't watch it before bed. Like the combination of those two things was, yeah. Matt didn't lie. Uh, That's yeah, for a change. It does not let up. Uh, the last episode I watched was super disturbing uh, for a variety of reasons. Uh, you finally get some answers about what's like what happened in their past uh, that has clearly traumatized this family so much. Uh, there's also a, an element of the show that's getting more and more pronounced the further in it gets. Uh, that there's constantly a question of like, is what's happening right now in this scene real or is it not uh-huh. real? Trippy. Oh gosh. Very trippy. Like there's one, there's a, a really pivotal scene in, uh, I think it was in the most recent episode I watched where uh, the mom of the family that the, that is focused on, her name's Lucky, uh, she goes to uh, meet this other black family that moved in just a couple blocks away from them uh, like a month or so ago. Uh, and this lady that she talks to is like clearly not okay. Uh, and it, it gets very weird. And like I said, there's just this question lingering like, okay, is this actually happening or is she imagining this happening? Because <laughs> uh, there is kind of, there is a line in the first episode where the little girl looks at it lucky and says, you're not crazy still mommy, right? Huh. Like, you're not crazy anymore, mommy, right? Well, and and there's something that happens to one of the kids in uh, one of these episodes uh, that is like clearly not real. Uh, so it, it it all just kind of like there's lots of questions. That's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna wait for my security trippy. mat to be here before it's I keep a watching. A very it. very very creepy <laughs> show. <laughs> Adam uh, shaking his head. It. He's it's, like he, Adam saying a big nope over there. I recommend it. It's very well done. Uh, it's a hard no. Very, very well acted. Uh, it's it's very good. Just very disturbing. Yeah, Adam, what was the last scary movie you watched? You're not big on the horror front. I'm not. <laughs> I, I couldn't tell you what the last scary movie I watched was. It's all right, Adam. I'm with you. I, I, it's not that I don't like them. I just I don't get scared, and nothing really creeps me out. So oh, I find them boring. I just don't straight. I straight up don't like them. Like I'll okay. watch every now and then. Like I'll sit down. Like somebody else is be like, "Hey, let's watch this," and I'll be like, "Okay." <laughs> like, I don't go out of my way to watch them. I'm not a. 
I'm doing not a lot a, of looking uh, at my phone. That's uh, yeah. how uh, Bailey's younger brother, uh, Tyler. He's he's very much like that. They they traumatize him with the ring, and he like doesn't like watching any. Like he was very oh. young when he watched the ring too. Like he was probably like, and he insisted that he was gonna watch it. Like it wasn't like they forced him to watch it. Like he insisted, uh, and so he was probably seven it, or so. And yeah, he got traumatized, and like he doesn't like watching scary movies now. Uh, oh. As far as I'm aware, I haven't seen him watch a scary Does movie he since. Fear of Wells. <laughs> VHS tapes. <laughs> Long, dark-haired women. Yes, all, all of the above. Creepy, creepy. The like the Saw franchise intrigues me, but I've never actually. That's less them. horror, though. It's to be honest, it's more, more gore. gore. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's kind of like Friday and the Thirteenth and There's Nightmare on Elm Street. In there. If you if you're just straight up trying to scare me, like no thanks. I'd rather just shoot you in the face. <laughs> that well, escalated quickly. Violent, yeah. <laughs> okay, but- low budget cap, calm down. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't wow. taken the serum yet. <laughs> yet. 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 Still in his pocket. Uh, uh, so, so 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 while we're on that, if you were offered, would you take it? No. Nah. I've seen too many yeah. sides of myself. I don't want to risk which one's going to get pronounced. I don't want the <laughs> obligation to be a hero. I want the I want the full treatment. I want what Steve Rogers got. I want to make if I'm going to take that. I want to make Give sure me the I grow growth too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> am I going to get? Am I going to be a, oh, yeah. a super hot buff dude like Chris Evans? Then sure. Without having to go to the gym. <laughs> exactly. Will it make you look like Scarlett Johansson? Then yes. I'll just be evil and hot. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I digress. <laughs> Uh, and so uh, Matt, that was a great segue actually with you doing the Amazon prime series, because I have very, I have very big questions a, about what Amazon writers are doing, because they seem to come up with a lot of like just weird shit, um, mm. in general with the boys and now the show. And there's a lot of other that, weird stuff that I've seen on Amazon too. That they got that good weed out in California. Apparently they got <laughs> something. Gosh. Or, or, you know, we have, to, we have to question the mind of Jeff Bezos and just everything that's going on inside his brain too. So yes. there's all sorts of all different things going on there. Uh, I mean, but they do have a good source of information because they basically have a super villain leading the corporation. <laughs> I mean, tell me Jeff Bezos is not Looks Lex like Lex He's Luther. basically yeah. Lex Luthor, yes. Yes, uh, if he wanted to be, he could be Lex Luthor for sure. Uh, but Cole posted into our, our, our Slack channel today about the streaming market share and how it's progressed over the pandemic year, uh, which is probably the greatest indication of where people are actually going to continue spending their time. Uh, in the post-pandemic world, because when we have all this time to watch stuff, well, then we're going to start eliminating the ones that probably have the lower percentage anyway. Uh, so as most of you could probably imagine, Netflix had a stranglehold on the streaming market for the most part in 2020. Uh, and as we've gotten into the early part here and over the course of 2020, so this is beginning to beginning of the year, uh, they have dropped substantially. They are still the leader. Okay. You Only have, 9%, but, though. But you have to take this with a grain of salt, too, because this is not subscription numbers. This is market share. So this does not mean that their mar- subscription numbers have dropped. Truth. I would argue that... People watching less. There are a lot more subscriptions out there. Uh, like, mm-hmm. there are a lot more people subscribed to multiple services over the past year. Uh, and 9% is not that bad. It looks dramatic versus on this graph, but from going from 29 to 20 is not that extreme. To Matt's point, well, since it they is launched to the so number many of new. subscribers they have, though. I mean, nine percent of subscribers have decided 
I'm going to move to some other platform. That's it's saying 9% less time. Yeah, it's it's 9% oh, less so time. Not spending less time on that. I'm saying no. they're spending less time on Netflix. But that's, yes. also, that's also not what this is saying. This that's exactly is, what this is saying. This is saying if you have 100 million total subscriptions to streaming services, Netflix has 20 million of those. Like that does not mean that their subscription numbers have gone down. Because if there is an overall net increase to subscription numbers, they could have more subscribers than they do. They just are a smaller percentage of the pie. Does that make sense? Yes, yes, yes. I was taking it as the amount of time spent on each streaming service, so how I was, I was actually too. reading this. No, I That's think this kind of why just, I put it in there. I misread it. I, I think this <laughs> is. I think this is like there are X number of people of subscriptions. This company holds twenty percent of them. Ah, all right. That could be it. Either way, the question that I'm about to ask you guys stands stands true. So Netflix is still coming in in first place at 20% of the market, 16% by Amazon Prime, which I also feel is skewed because they, well, if we're yeah. doing subscribers, because they get all the Prime automatically. So people are signing up for that, not necessarily Amazon Prime Video. Uh, Hulu is in third at 13%, Disney Plus at 11%, uh, HBO, 12%, Apple TV Plus, 5%. Peacock, 5%, Paramount Plus, 3%, and other streaming services combined of ESPN, Showtime, Sling, YouTube, Stars, all the other miscellaneous subscribers make up the remaining piece of the pie. Of these streaming services, which one do you think will be the first to give up is the question I have for you guys as part of the the news. Paramount. (laughs) Yeah, okay. (laughs) Paramount? Paramount Paramount or Peacock? Peacock. I feel like we're going to get rolled into something else. Does does Peacock have the full universal line behind it too? Great question. It has some. It doesn't have all. I don't think they've got all their streaming rights back. I would say it's got to be the problem Paramount Plus is having too because they've doled out so many movie licenses to some of the other streaming services that it's going to be a while, I imagine, several years before all those contracts run up. Look at some of the early Marvel films. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. They're, they're just, Paramount films. I think they just came they to the own. game. They came to the game a little too late, and they are going to have to start making original content soon to stay in the game. Yeah, and they well, already have original just, content. They just, have their own TV shows from yeah, networks. That they're, right, they're, but, but their original are... content is the TV shows. That's not. And it's not a it's not a mechanism. I think it's a way to grab the folks like us in this pod that don't have physical cable. Like I wouldn't be watching some of the CBS shows if I didn't have Paramount. Right. So they're gonna have to start coming out with stuff that I care enough about to you know what I mean? Like there's mm-hmm. I feel like there are things that are intriguing enough, the amount of or, money and time and you know, like the, the, the things that HBO can put out, things that Netflix can put out with their See, equity. Aaron, that's the part that I think actually gives Hulu the biggest problem because Hulu has been, was like the idea of bringing all of these television shows from all these different networks together. Mm-hmm. And now that all of these different networks are all coming out with their own streaming service, Hulu, name me a Hulu original outside of Handmaid's Tale that you've watched. Um, a lot of movies. King of Staten Island. I was gonna What's, say I was gonna say it took a little bit there, but you guys gave me a wait. Thing. Was was <laughs> Killing Eve a Hulu original, or do they just get the rights to it? I think they great just question. Got the rights to it. Okay, because Killing Eve would definitely be on my list. I, I could see Hulu yeah, fading. Killing Eve was a BBC show. 
Okay. And so I think that's the problem Hulu's going to have. And they saw a good de- they didn't see a good decrease. Like they still have a decent share here. Um, but their I think their biggest problem is the original content. It's the same thing with Netflix. Netflix has done a much better Ooh. job though of pumping mo- pumping into their original content with both movies and television. Oh, and um, and their and their content is quality. Yes. For the most part. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, it's better really- anyway. There's actually more than I originally thought of. They had some, they struggled with High Fidelity. That had the chance to be a good show. They just didn't do it right. But Catch-22 was great. That was a Hulu original. Never uh, heard of it. Shrill was a, well, Catch-22 is based off the book. Um, Shrill, had, Shrill had a good reception, but definitely for, the, for a specific demographic that had the girl who was from Saturday Night oh. Live. There's also Castle Rock, which is- Oh yeah, I've heard stories. of that one, yep. And Harlots was also very good until their most recent season, where they killed off the best character. Mm, okay. Spoilers. So like, but that like, those were all, <laughs> uh, which honestly, that's a show that I wish more people would watch. It's actually very interesting, um, and has a lot of really great actors and actresses in it. But, and I mean, and sex, but that's not why you should watch it. You got right. HBO for that. I I think honestly, because Disney owns Hulu. And I think honestly, Disney could just a good share of them. Yeah, yeah, they could they could roll Hulu into a Disney Plus Hulu branded thing, and then put it as like its own little like these are Hulu shows and put it on its own little. They basically you know that, in that you can subscribe to Disney Plus and get Hulu and ESPN along with it. I mm-hmm. I have that one. My wife and I have that, so she can watch Handmaid's Tale. I can watch ESPN, and we could both watch Disney. Which I feel like also inflates uh, Hulu subscription numbers because there's a lot of people counted there that wouldn't have it if it didn't come with Disney Plus, I bet. Well, the fact that they have Disney Plus and ESPN Plus as separate makes me think they didn't double dip there, but you could be right that they might have. Oh, but never mind, also, because you'd have to have a separate account TV still. Also, options so. too. I mean, and that's true. true. Not, I mean, they're technically <clears throat> separate subscriptions. It's just a bundle. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the Hulu you're paying Live TV extra could stick for them. Mm-hmm. Cole, to your point, I could see Hulu sign off like their recorded content and their stored content to Disney and letting that and just being like a live TV subscriber, kind of like or a live TV provider like YouTube or somebody like that. Which, by the way, YouTube's just stupid expensive these days. It's crazy expensive. It's like 80 bucks. It's just as bad well, as even, cable. And yeah, they but, and they drop the the worst part is they drop the Fox regionals. Oh. Oh. Yeah, but they have a way better interface than the one we're using now. Yeah, well, <laughs> the one we're using now is way cheaper. Uh, which is for anyone interested is vidgo vidgo i had sling tv for the nfl packages here i i thought sling tv for the price was phenomenal i mean i mean vidgo is vidgo has a great channel offering uh the interface is is garbage but (laughs) (laughs) i don't really i'm not paying for the interface i'm paying for the the content to watch i mean yeah, if but, they expect but, to make it as a service they need to put some major work into improving i was gonna say adam i can think of like my dad who's you know 60 and struggles to use online streaming and if the user experience user interface isn't good he'll just stick to cable he's got to pay he's, 80 bucks for cable I mean, he's gonna that stick means- to cable anyway that but that's the reason so many <laughs> people do just stick with cable because they know how their cable works they know what their yep. channels are they know how to get to them they like it's it's easy and it's familiar uh your especially your startup streaming services like vidgo 
they really need to put some effort into having a smooth user experience or they're never going to get the customer base that they're trying to get. Yeah, I haven't had an issue with it. I was just talking to the least technically experienced person. I know this past week because he was staying at my house and that's my dad. Uh, <laughs> 100% truth. Like, yeah, that's the, the computer experience that he has is a Chromebook. Yep. And, and uh, he's even getting to the point though too where, to Adam, to your point, uh, and it goes kind of with this, the cable bill that he's paying, I was talking to him about it, is so outrageous <laughs> with both cable and internet that he's even looking at trying to figure out how he can figure out streaming and not having to pay that outrageous cable bill. Although Buckeye Cable in Toledo is outrageously expensive anyway. Uh, even Everything. just their internet package is stupid. Um, no. But I, that is just goes to show like cable they have a point where if it, if he was caught, if he, if he paid 50 less dollars a month for his cable package, he would be a customer for life because mm -hmm. he doesn't want to figure out the streaming mm -hmm. stuff. Like he just does it. He knows what he wants to watch. He knows where he can find it and it's easy, but now because they're charging him so much, like he's like, all right, maybe I do have to do something new. And so uh, be prepared for those kind of questions when he gets back home and sees you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, hurry, escape. <laughs> they're coming. I, I was like, I don't have Buckeye. I couldn't tell you. I don't even know like what I can find here. So anywho, uh, so in the interest of time here, we're getting to a, a little bit longer of a podcast episode here. So we're going <laughs> to, we're in a really long podcast right now. <laughs> yeah. We're at like 45 minutes or so at this point. Yeah. So if you're, if you're still listening to us, thank you. Uh, and I apologize for our ramblings. I mean, uh, I it hasn't been, it hasn't been too crazy though. Honestly, I think we've actually been pretty focused for most of the episode today, aside from our psychology divergence. Um, and then the end here. <laughs> and then the end here. Uh, and so I want to get you guys' rapid fire opinions on some news. And so what, what I'm going to do, very similar to last week, if you tuned in for last week's episode, I'm going to give a news topic to our group here, and I want them to tell me if they like it or don't in a sentence about, in a sentence why. Uh, and that's it. Like, that's all they're, uh, we're getting, we're not getting into debate here. I will mute people if they get into debates here. Uh, that's not <laughs> what this is for. So first thing that I'm, first thing we're asking, biggest piece of news this week, Shang-Chi trailer dropped. Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, Marvel's new movie, introducing a new superhero to us all. Like it, don't like it. Adam, go. I like, oh, Cole, go. <laughs> I like it. I think it's a new, uh, a new direction for Marvel with martial arts, and it looks pretty sweet. Yeah. I like it, but I have a question: Is it part of the connected universe? Oh, it's absolutely part of the Marvel connected. Everything is a part of the connected universe. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if we don't see, if we don't see an already existing Marvel character in the next trailer that drops, I will like. Eat in my own shoe. Like <laughs> somebody, somebody you heard that will will uh will live I'll stream that too when it happens. Yeah. How about you shave your eyebrows? Oh, no, that would be hilarious. <laughs> I work in a public facing industry. <laughs> Just pencil them on. I'm Aaron, not gonna draw on my eyebrows. I can help every day. you. Get us focused, Aaron. Did you like it? Uh wildly intrigued, excited, know nothing about what it's about except for kung fu. Not Fair. really kung fu, but you know what I mean. Martial. I like martial arts movies, even though I don't watch them. Very often, so I'm excited. I was. It's exactly the movie quote I was thinking of. That. <laughs> I said it while I was watching the video. <laughs> Matt, uh, I like it. I mean, I I'm excited for the direction Marvel's going with the future here. Uh, yeah. It's All right. Cool. Second piece. Vin Diesel to star in a Rock'em Sock'em Robots movie. Hate it. <laughs> I hate every single word of that sentence you just said. <laughs> Hold on, I can make it. I can make it better. With the no, writer, 
with the writer coming from the movie Rampage. Hate it. Pass. Hard pass. I've never hated a thousand percent pass. Why? And can you guys guess what the movie's really about? Cars? Family. Fairy tale. There it is. Family. There it is. <laughs> what? What's? What's? Is it? Was it real Lenny? steal that Hugh Jackman did? Yes, that was a good. Yeah. I love that movie. See, makes me like hits me in the feels done. every time. We don't need. We don't need an arc, uh, a, a child game turned into another movie. Thanks, nope. pass. It didn't work out well for Battleship. Nope. All right, Downtown I Abbey. I didn't know that was relevant. By the way, Rock'em Sock'em Robots is that relevant? I mean, it's is news. It- I'm talking about no, no. I'm talking about the game. Like kids, oh, oh, like kids even really? play this anymore? Yeah, like it, it was the game that you got, and you were like, "This is cool," and then for it broke. Five minutes, and then it broke. Yeah, <laughs> it's cool for five minutes. I'm fairly certain we got it one Christmas, and it was broke on Christmas Day. Oh, for so sure. loud. Like if they made an operation movie, you know, the game where you lost <laughs> everything after ten minutes of opening it. It's right. They it's right up there with hungry, hungry hippos. Soft. All right. Oh, we lost Matt. Downtown Abbey oh, well. two. Christmas release movie. How do we feel about Downtown Abbey getting the movie? I mean, I'm on board with it. I love Downtown Abbey. Let's second go movie. With it. Yeah, I think it's great. I, I love that whole down. I mean, I used to watch it with a buddy of mine every Saturday morning. We'd sit down with a cup of coffee and watch it together. My roommate. So uh, learning so much yeah. about you right now, Cole. My wife will be happy. <laughs> Aaron, uh, I think I heard you. I think I'm I was happy. getting a liked opinion from you, Aaron. Sort of. I stopped watching the show because they treat all of their characters like shit and ruin their lives. And so I, I keep trying to rewatch it. I had a friend rewatch it for me, and then they told me more things that ruined their lives. So I don't know if I'll watch it. But I liked the show originally, so I might give it a chance. Matt will be living with me, so I'm sure I will have it on in the background at some point. Are right. we talking about my computer? Uh... Just down and <laughs> oh, okay. you you lost your opinion for this one then because now we're going to the last one. We we already knew Matt's opinion. He's a, yes, this he's is love it. I'm here for it. Let's watch it. <laughs> <laughs> and the last one, Spider Man Two. All right. So for those of you who don't know, Spider Man, uh, Spider Man into the Spider Verse Two. It's an un- untitled sequel oh. at this point. Um, Spider Man out of the Spider Verse, probably. <laughs> Spider Man into the Spider Verse had three directors that worked on it, uh, and the second movie is following suit with three directors, but. All three are going to be new directors to the mm. movie. Joaquin mm. DeSantos, Kemp Powers, Justin Thompson. How do we feel about those directors taking on the new movie? I can give you guys some examples of their work. One Night in Miami, Soul, Avatar, The Last Airbender, Legend of Korra, Justice League Unlimited, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. Yes. I'm in. That sounds great. Yeah. I don't really have any strong opinions about any of those directors. I mean, as long as they're not letting Zack Snyder anywhere near <laughs> Yep. <laughs> had to get into the cut of this. I might say, I think Matt's going for the same thing that I do with the, the Marvel Connected <laughs> Universe. He's going to mention Zack Snyder in every single podcast and somehow and how much I he hates him. him. <laughs> All right. Well, if you've been listening to us so far, we appreciate you. Thank you for tuning in. If you haven't already, make sure you like us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We appreciate all the following. And if you ever have any questions, comments, concerns, ideas, topics, uh, your own thoughts, disagreements, any way that you'd like to chat with us. Those are the ways to reach us. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to the podcast because we really appreciate that support. And until next time, enjoy your streaming.